Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, let's talk trailers. So I haven't had a ton of trailers by any means. I've only had two trailers over the course of my eight years in business, um, going on nine. But I've also used, borrowed, um, and seen a lot and researched a lot of different trailers, pretty much like every kind of trailer probably that there is, but, um, and and have peers and mentors that have trailers and have talked to me about different trailers and steered me away from certain trailers and things like that. So I just wanted to kind of talk, you know, talk about this topic for those of you that maybe are just getting into this industry or, already in this industry and maybe don't even have a trailer yet or have one trailer and have been thinking about, you know, upgrading or switching or just other trailers, just basically in the mindset that I was, you know, years ago, five, six, seven years ago in in the beginnings of my business. And then, you know, a couple of years in through the evolution of my business. And by, by no means am I saying that I'm an expert or anything like that. Uh, There's definitely lots of research and due diligence that you should do on your own and lean on any peers and mentors that you may have locally or through social media. But I just wanted to share my um, insight and experience on the topic. So personally, I feel like it's, you know, uh, it's very common, obviously, but I feel like it's very difficult to have a, a landscape or lawn care business without at least one trailer. I personally still have one trailer. I have a seven by 16 enclosed dual axle trailer. Um, I got that many years ago and I still have it to this day. Now I don't use it for my lawn maintenance for my daily mowing routes. Uh, I currently have the ramp rack attached to my truck bed. Now I've had several episodes talking about, or that I've mentioned the ramp rack on several episodes, have one dedicated episode on the ramp rack if not, maybe two, I'm not sure, but you can go through the archives on that. You can just search the ramp rack online on my YouTube channel at Lawn Care Rookie. I have plenty of videos of the ramp rack and on my Instagram at Lawn Care Rookie as well. Lots of posts about that. Uh, so there's lots of information about the ramp rack. I'm not going to go all into that, but it's just basically avoiding pulling a trailer for just, you know, loading lawnmowers and, and equipment you know, easily such as that, that can fit in the bed of your truck, a heavy duty truck. And I also have an eight foot long bed, heavy duty truck. So it just gives maximum amount of space, but you don't have to have, you know, the long bed. You can just have a a standard, you know, what, five and a half or whatever, uh, foot truck bed, um, and still utilize the ramp rack and, and have a bunch of mowers in there and things like that, depending on the size and so on and so forth um, and, and what your setup and needs are. But um, I, I think that that is a very compact setup for me. And, you know, there's other larger setups that are still compact without having to pull a trailer, such as the Azuzu NPRs, like some people call them cab overs. They just kind of have like that short front looking, you know, truck with the back of it is just a long, either a box, like a box truck, or it's an open landscape body where you can 
uh, you know, just like an open trailer and it's got a dovetail ramp that you can ride all your mowers and things and equipment up on there. And you still can have room on the sides for all your racks for blowers and trimmers and, and so on. So those are kind of like that. And my setup with the ramp rack are kind of the compact version uh, for, for, for your daily mowing, for sure. I, I, I definitely think that that is a great setup to, to utilize instead of having to pull a trailer all the time. But again, that depends on what you're doing, where you're going and, and what you need for mowing. So, I mean, if, if you are, unless you have one of those Azuzu NPRs, you know, the nice, the nice size ones where you can load multiple large mowers, I'm not sure how wide you know, th they are to get, you know, the widest mowers in there. But like, for example, the ramp rack using your truck bed, you can't get a 60 inch or more size mower in the back of your truck bed. It just doesn't fit because of the wheel wells and just, you know, the truck bed itself just is only so, so wide, so big. But I think the, the NPR, the Azusa NPRs, I think those types of trucks have a much larger uh, back so that, uh, you know, platform so you can get the bigger mowers in there. But I just say that because I know a lot of a lot of folks that are in rural areas and they've got acres upon acres per account, you know, like one one customer, one account has multiple acres, you know, of a property that needs to be maintained and you know you get on your 60 inch or 72 inch sit down zero turn or stand on zero turn and you just you know, spend an hour or two, however long it takes you to go through all these acres of, of grass. So you're going to need the bigger mowers, obviously. So that's, that's why I say if you have that kind of route, having a big open trailer or a big enclosed trailer that you can fit the big 60 or 72 inch mowers in is going to be beneficial for that, for that, uh, that setup, that route. But for just your everyday um, residential, that's another thing, you know, a lot of, a lot of the commercial properties and things where you might have, you know, eight, eight or 10 guys coming with you and, um, you know, you need more than two mowers, you know, maybe you need three or four mowers. Again, that's another example of where you might want a big trailer, open trailer, enclosed trailer, or just a trailer period. But just going to the, the everyday residential, cookie cutter HOA homeowner association, you know, yards that I am accustomed to and that I have almost completely. Um, actually, that's all I have, really. I don't have any rural or anything. I have, you know, my over the years, I really tightened up my route and I just have three main HOAs, just started a fourth HOA um, that we're starting to grow in. And then they're all they're all the same type of thing. They're all just, you know, you're cookie cutter yards, some big, some small, some woods, some are surrounded by woods and some aren't, um, you know, some have a lot of landscape beds and, and, and flower beds, mulch beds, trees and fences and all that. And, and, and some don't, but they're all like that average 10,000 square foot, a little smaller, a little bigger yards where you don't need anything bigger than a 52 inch mower. Um, you know, you can have small 30, 36 inch mowers and get by just fine as well. So that all that stuff can just fit into the, the bed of my truck is the whole point. Uh, and, you know, and you don't have to worry about pulling a trailer and getting in and out of traffic and these tight neighborhoods sometimes and whipping around these cul-de-sacs and trying to just and not have to worry about backing up and three point or 50 point turning with your trailer and all that kind of all that stuff. It's just a lot easier to navigate and get in or around and park kind of anywhere with a more compact setup, such as the ramp rack with your truck. So that, that again, without going into all the details of what the ramp rack is and the backstory of it all, because I did that 
like I said in previous episodes and on my YouTube channel and Instagram, but I just wanted to establish what my current setup is and why it's that way and how it works and so on. But I still have a trailer, an enclosed trailer. So let's just go, let's go back in time for a minute here. When I first started, I got a five by 10 open single axle open trailer because I mean, you know, I didn't really know much about anything except the little basics, you know, and I was learning real quick, trying to find, figure out through trial and error as well as researching and finding folks on YouTube, you know, accidentally, you know, stumbling upon the infancy of our YouTube community just from Googling things. And then there's videos connected to stuff that I Googled and I watched the videos and realized that there's current, you know, folks making current stuff, you know, so I followed along and, you know, one thing led to another and here I am making podcasts and have making been making YouTube videos for the last eight years as well. Um, but so learning through YouTube and my peers and mentors and developing relationships over the years and still tons of trial and error and, and even more research as well, um, that, that all helped me just try and figure things out. So right from the beginning, I just, I didn't have a whole lot of money like most folks when they're starting out. So I was just trying to be as economical as possible or as frugal as possible. But I knew I needed a commercial mower of some sort um, and a trailer to then put that mower in. So um, I ended up getting a 48-inch Toro belt drive walk-behind mower. There's a whole story behind that. Um, that's that's for a different day. I've talked about that on many videos back in the day. But, you know, that was my first mower that I started with. Um, you know, I, I, collab- I, I went to my local dealer who at the time I hadn't, didn't, didn't know anything about. I was just driving by and saw mowers out in, the, out in front of the, the building. So I figured I'd stop since I was just, you know, just starting getting into all this eight years ago full time and, and trying to get, get my, my feet wet, really. You know, try and learn a little bit about the equipment and what's the difference between residential. You know, why, why are these these... Home Depot Toro mowers, half the price is these mowers over here, you know, these commercial mowers. I didn't know the difference and all that. So they really helped educate me on that. And, you know, ultimately I ended up getting a, like I said, the, the belt drive 48 inch walk behind mower is definitely the most economical mower you can commercial mower you can start off with, but it's also not the most efficient cause it's belt drive. So you have to shift the gears and, um, and, you know, you're walking. So I had to quickly learn that I, I, I got a, a Velky, uh, one of the ride on, you know, uh, platforms, two wheel or one wheel, but I got the two wheeled platform that you hook up to the, you, you know, attached to the back of the walk behind, then you stand on that platform and it just pulls you around. So this way it's kind of like you're on a riding mower, but you're just, you you know, or stand on mower, but you're just standing on a platform that is a little more tricky than actually being on a stand on mower. Um, because you're not actually, it's not one unit. So you can't like back up while you're standing on it because it twists around, you know, so that it'll back up and not be in the way. So you got to step off before you twist your ankles or whatever and hop back on when you go forward. So it still wasn't ultimately the most efficient, obviously, as a zero turn, stand on or sit down. Um, but it, it was my beginnings. It, it was it was my, my start up there. Um, so that's what I did. And I, I only needed a trailer big enough to hold that mower and a, a 21 inch push mower that I had at the time. And, and that was it really. So, you know, I just settled on the five by 10, you know, five, five foot wide, not very wide, like, you know, just wide enough to get my 48 inch mower on there. Um, 
and you know and and whatever else I got but and it was 10 feet long so there was plenty of room still there for me to fit other things if I wanted to so that was helpful when you know in the beginning when I was doing multiple things right I wasn't just mowing I was trying to get my foot in the door wherever I could I wanted to focus on mowing and I wanted to get my fertilization license and start doing that as well eventually but in the beginning when you first start off you're just trying to do whatever you can right I mean that's 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 what seems to be um, the, the common common goal for everybody is, is you're trying to, to generate income for your business. You're trying to, you know, you have bills to pay. You're trying to get get your name out there, your business and so on. So you're kind of taking on anything that really comes your way and, and, and all that. So having a five by 10 trailer allowed me to, to just kind of mix and match things. You know, if I was going to go into it, like I had a lot of cleanups, a lot of real estate type yards. I had a few friends and neighbors and just random real estate agents that somehow contacted me or, you know, one way or another, maybe they, I don't even remember how they found me that early because I didn't really, I didn't have any SEO search engine optimization going on or anything. You know, I probably had a Facebook, I think I had my Facebook business page right out the gate. So I had that. So that might've helped with a little bit of searchability there. If people, if they were Google and lawn care, but at any rate, I, I, I had a few, real estate agents that one way or another found me and contacted me and they would give me some regular work, which is good when you're starting out or you have a lot of room in your schedule. But when you get really booked and busy, the last thing you want to do is deal with all these random projects that real estate agents typically give you because they want to put a house on the market and they need it kind of ASAP. So it's like you have to drop everything and, and go spend however many hours if you're by yourself anyway, cleaning up this whole property, you know, from, from all kinds of stuff, pulling weeds, trimming bushes, maybe yanking out bulls, maybe planting new things, putting down fresh mulch and cutting the grass and all that. So, um, which is probably a foot tall and, and so on. So I did a bunch of that kind of stuff. So that, that came in handy to have a five by 10 open, open trailer, mind you. So I could dump a little bit. I have it go to the mulch yard and have a little bit of mulch dumped in there, like a yard of mulch or something, you know, put a tarp over it, still be able to put my mower on there, throw some wheelbarrows in there, things like that. You know, um, if I was trimming bushes, you know, um, throw all my tools and everything in the back of my truck, hedge trimmers and, um, and, and I could bag up the, the hedge you know, the, the shrub tri uh, trimmings and put those in the, in the back of my truck bed as well. If I, if there wasn't room in the trailer. So there was just a lot that I was able to kind of do. It was very flexible in those early years with that five by 10 open trailer. Um, there would be times where I would just do mulch. I put wood sides up on the side of, of the trailer, um, because it, it, it wasn't a trailer that came with like the, the mesh or like the metal, like grates or whatever, around the side so that you could just put material in there and not have to worry about it falling out the sides without putting up wood. But, um, I, I'm not sure if I couldn't find one at the time or they were too expensive or what, or, or whatever, but I was still learning and, and there, things was, things were really early. So I just got the trailer that I got it like tractor supply or something like that. And I just got some plywood and cut them up and just made my, put, put together my own wood sides, which was kind of fun in the beginning. I really prided myself and, and, and still to this day, I'm, 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 uh, creative person in that way or crafty person in that way. I should say I'm no mechanic. I'm no whatever, you know, carpenter or anything like that. But, uh, I, I, I'm no fabricator. There you go. That's probably the best word. I don't know how to weld or anything like that. I'm no fabricator, but you know, I did kind of, um, 
have fun and enjoy crafting some different things here and there. Um, like in the, in the, in the early beginnings, like putting up wood sides and I made racks for my trimmers and my blow backpack blower, uh, out of wood as well. Um, wood and just like, you know, bike hooks, like garage hooks and things that you would get out of the hardware stores to hang stuff up in your garage. You know, I just utilized all kinds of stuff that I found in Lowe's and Home Depot. I spent a lot of time in the early years at stores like that, probably too much time. But, uh, you know, again, I found myself feeling a little little crafty back then and had a lot more time back then as well because I, my, I didn't have a full schedule every single week. I was just trying to do what I could do. So, in the interim, I would always think of different things to be more efficient and, you know, cr- create different things like that. Like, oh, let me, let me, you know, make a rack instead of buying a rack because they were more expensive than just buying some wood and putting something together. And then I kind of felt cool that I made something, you know, and people would be like, hey, that's like literally people would see me sometimes like random neighbors or um, other landscapers would just be like, hey, that's cool. You, you made that yourself out of wood. Wow. You know, like just you know, and give people ideas, you know, like you don't always have to just go buy something from a store like that's already made. Granted, that's easier and faster in most cases, but it's also usually more expensive and so on and and whatever. And I I enjoyed like the customization of it, the creative, creative aspect of it. So that was how my open trailer was set up. You know, like I said, I had the wood sides and all that. So if I had mulch jobs or just only cleanup job that didn't require mowing, or it did, but you know, I needed to use the entire five by 10 trailer to dump all, you know, several yards of mulch in it or whatever. Then I would have to do like two trips, you know, do all that stuff first and then, or mow everything first and then go back, drop the mower off and then get the wheelbarrows and get mulch and all that. So I was able to, it was very versatile, you know, that five by 10 trailer, but I quickly started to outgrow it because I found myself as I got busier having to make way too many trips back and forth for different things, you know, like it it just, I wanted to be able to pull up to a property that I had to do multiple things on or multiple properties in my day on my route that I had to do different things, you know, one thing here, one thing there, like, you know, especially during like, we'll just say like aerating season in the fall, like mow this yard, aerate that yard or do both, do, do them both for the same yard or whatever. And you know, that the, the five by 10 trailer started filling up quickly. Once I started accumulating more equipment that I needed for multiple jobs that I was now getting as my business was growing, and I would have to make several trips and, you know, sometimes it was really out of the way if I, you know, I didn't, I didn't start off with the route density that I have now. So I was really spread out, like a lot of folks just driving all over town. So having to drive back home and it was just really unproductive and un, not, and unprofitable, you know, or not, not as profitable as it could have been or, or at all, maybe in some cases, I was happy to have the work, but at some point you gotta, you gotta realize that you need to be more profitable. Um, and you really need to start honing in your numbers and figuring this stuff out and realizing that, you know, it, it, it's got to be more than just having work and feeling good that you have work. Now, you know, you have a real business to run and to grow and to be healthy and so on. Fiscally, and you have to start being fiscally responsible. That's a big uh, retail management term back in my days there, a, a business term there. We have to be fiscally responsible and you know, driving around and wasting your money here, there and everywhere. That's, that's, that's not being fiscally responsible. So I I needed, I needed a bigger trailer. So I started thinking to myself, am I going to get a bigger open trailer or should I look into getting an enclosed trailer? And there's a lot of pros and cons with that. Right. And I would see a lot of guys 
out there with either open trailers or enclosed trailers. It seemed like, you know, a good 50-50 mix. There didn't really seem to be one that was more dominant than the other. And like I said, there's pros and cons to both. The bigger companies would have both. They would have open trailers for all the kind of landscaping things that they would do so they can dump things, haul away things, you know, material and stuff like that in the open trailer or they would have a dump trailer for that kind of stuff. Um, and then they would have an enclosed trailer that would pretty much like have all their equipment and their, like their mowers and trimmers and blowers and even tools like rakes and shovels and things like that. They, they would, that would all be in the enclosed trailer. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Toro's new Revolution Series lineup provides you with a smarter, more connected fleet that makes your operation more efficient than ever before. It's the products you already know and love, just supercharged with Toro's Hypercell battery system. Learn all about Toro's new Revolution Series line at revolution.toro.com or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. So again, pros and cons to that. Enclosed trailer, you can keep everything locked up, so you don't have to worry about. Um, you can keep everything locked up and out of the elements, so you don't have to worry about loading and unloading your stuff. I know some people that just leave their stuff on their open trailers like all the time. Like at the end of the day, they just park. They either unhook the trailer or they just leave it hooked up to the truck. If if it's just like a work truck and they have a separate vehicle to go home in. And they just leave it there, whether where whether there be at storage or their house or a shop, but it's like outside. And so not only, you know, is there a potential theft issue, but, you know, you, OK, so you have everything's locked and secured, like the area, like wherever you're keeping it, you know, the grounds, you know, the storage facility or whatever, everything's locked and they can't no one can get in unless, you know, whatever they have a code or whatever. And there's cameras everywhere, maybe, which isn't typical for storage units, by the way. But say you've got all the cameras in the world and you've got all the security in the world and, you know, no one's going to steal your stuff. 
but then it's it's still out in the elements, right? It's still out, you know, rains overnight, it's hot, it's cold, it's, you know, all these things, wind, um, and and uh, on your days off over the weekend, if you, if you have days off, hopefully, and it's a sunny day, and you know, the sun's beating down on it all day more than, you know, in addition to when you're using it throughout the, the, the week, and it's sunny. So it just, that wears the, the equipment down even more, being out in the elements. And then there's the whole security aspect, which I don't think anyone can really say that their stuff is just that secure or invincible or something that no one's ever going to steal it. So there's that. So you really want to unload everything at the end of the day out of your trailer and put it in your garage or a storage unit or a shop or whatever. Or if you're lucky enough to be able to just back the trailer into your garage or shop, then you don't have to load or unload it. You can just unhook it and then call it a day, which is what I did in the very beginning of my, uh, my business. I was just doing everything out of, out of my house. Well, it was a townhouse that we were renting, but I did everything from home and you can't keep things parked on the street. And, you know, cause I lived in these infamous HOAs, homeowner associations with lots of rules. So again, love, love them or not, you know, there are pros and cons there. It depends on what you want, what you like and tolerate, but they don't want trailers and boats and campers and things like that. Just, just chilling at, you know, in the neighborhood, like in front of your house or next to your house or in your driveway or anything like that for an extended period of time. You know, like if you're loading, if you're getting loaded up, ready for to go out of town for the weekend or going on vacation or you're, you're moving stuff. So you got a moving truck or something like, you know, you're getting things delivered or whatever. Like I, I, that's, that's obviously that's, that's a thing. And you know, if it's for the day, that's not a big deal, but day after day after day, week after week, month after month, like, you know, you have a business and they don't want that. It's just unsightly or whatever. So, um, so I, I had to use my garage. So, but I was able to just back my five by 10 trailer into my garage, unhook it, pull forward, close the garage door and I'm good. My truck stayed in the driveway and that was it. So that made things a little more efficient for me every day, just in the morning, hook up, you know, back up, hook up and roll out. So that was very quick and efficient, but you know, there was, there was no room in the garage for the kids to play. It was hard to even store anything else other than my trailer or get to any of the kids toys, you know, squeezing in between the, you know, the shelves in the, in the trailer. And where was my wife parking, right? She was parking next to, um, next to me in the, in the driveway or on the street or whatever. And, that, you know, that's not the best scenario either. But again, you know, you do what you got to do when you have to do it. Um, that's, that's just, you know, that's what you have to do, right? I asked, that's how it was for me. And my wife understood, but it's, it, it was a temporary thing anyway. It was never the goal to be like that forever. Um, so ultimately I ended up going to storage because again, to my point, I started growing, getting more work, needing more equipment, and there was just nowhere to, to cram it anymore. You know, like the garage was filled with my equipment and my trailer and, and, and there wasn't any more room. Plus all the things I said, you know, my wife couldn't park in there. The kids couldn't ever get around to do anything and get their stuff out or whatever. So it, it just became an inevitable decision that I needed to, I needed to find either a storage unit or get an enclosed trailer and find a parking space somewhere, which is not necessarily at a storage unit. Um, I looked into all of that. So one winter, a couple years into my business, I uh, looked into storage units locally, looked into places to just park, like, you know, where people park their boats uh, in the off season, RVs, campers, all, all those kind of things that, that they couldn't 
probably because they lived in similar HOA neighborhoods where they couldn't keep that stuff, you know, secured places where you can park that stuff. Obviously you're still going to lock it up and and all that. Um, I looked into all those things. I looked into bigger open trailers and I just researched, you know, and I went to different trailer lots and looked at them all and priced them all and looked at different quality and what, which brands came with what, you know, from, um, you know, Big Techs, ProLine, um, I don't even remember all the different brands at this point anymore, Kaufman, all these different popular trailer brands. Like I looked at all of them and, and asked some of my peers at the time that I was starting to uh, meet and become friends with uh, and some of my early mentors and just try and try and make the most educated decision possible for, for my business. Cause I just needed a bigger trailer, whether that was an open trailer or an enclosed trailer, <clears throat> whether that meant I got rid of my five by 10 or not, all that was part of my thinking and thought process and trying to come up with the best solution. And I will say the biggest uh, thought process for me between an enclosed trailer and a storage unit, an open trailer and a storage unit was I was thinking, okay, well, if I keep an open trailer and get a storage unit so that I can, you know, either back the trailer into, which, which I ended up doing, uh, I got a big enough storage unit to just back the trailer and basically simulated my garage or just, you know, unload. Um, oh, actually that, that wasn't even an option because I needed to put my trailer somewhere. So if I was going to pay for a parking spot, I might as well get an enclosed trailer. So it had to be a big enough storage unit for me to back my trailer in just like my garage. I had to replicate that. So for me, it was, I either pay a lot more per month for this large storage unit, large enough for me to put all my equipment in and back my trailer in that has equipment in it and still have room actually for me to work in there and do stuff, do maintenance. So it, it was a really good setup. It was, it was more room than my garage and it wasn't affecting my garage anymore. So my wife was able to park in, in the garage and the kids were able to play and get their stuff easily, but it was very expensive for that large unit. Um, but it was still very convenient for me to just come. I just had to drive to the storage unit, which wasn't too far from home and, uh, hook up and pull and roll out. And then the same thing back up unhook and roll out. Um, so it was still the same kind of efficiency there, just a little bit more travel time, but it was a lot more expensive. Now I had to pay this added ex- monthly expense where if I got in close. So that's what I did actually immediately be, because I needed to make a, a choice. I needed to make a decision before the spring hit. You know, I didn't want to also, we had moved to a new neighborhood. We actually got a house um, instead of renting a townhouse. We actually bought a ha- our own house and we uh, moved in and I was temporarily back in my trailer into the, what well, was the winter. So it just pretty much stayed in the garage. I had miscellaneous, you know, projects to do here and there over the winter, like a lot of pruning and cleanups. Um, but it wasn't like a daily thing, five days a week mowing lawns yet. Cause it was still the winter, but still, you know, I kind of felt bad. Like, I don't want my neighbors to be like, oh gosh, you know, look who moved in the neighborhood. You know, we got some lawn guys constantly pulling the trailer around and all that. And I wanted my wife to still have a garage and the kids and all that. So I, I it was just temporary. We moved in the fall and then we went through the winter and I'm like, all right, once the revenue goes back into full time, you know, once mowing start, starts back up again, I'm getting paid you know, I'm, I'm invoicing every day, every week type deal. Like I'm, I'm doing billable work every day now, uh, in the spring. Well then, then I'll make that decision to uh, invest in something. And I, I had to do it, 
that spring. So I, I did the storage unit immediately. I did a ton of research, like I said, over the winter, but I, I bought the, I mean, I, uh, rented the storage unit immediately just so I can get out of that situation and free up my garage and everything else. So I did that while I was still trying to figure, am I going to continue doing this or should I invest in an enclosed trailer? Because an enclosed trailer is expensive right out the gate, right? Four to 5,000 bucks back, back at that time. I'm sure it's a lot more expensive now in 2022 with inflation and all the things going on with that. Um, but Back then, four four to five thousand dollars for a seven by sixteen enclosed dual axle trailer, you know, nice, good quality. Um, that's that's no chump change right there for sure. Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a one time investment that eventually, once it's paid off, it, it's all it, it pay it pays off every month. It pays for itself every month because then you're you're only paying. I don't remember what it was, but say, I, th- I think, oh, I think I do remember. It's like maybe like 80, 85 bucks or something a month for a parking spot versus like 500 something bucks a month for that massive storage unit. It was the largest unit that they had. They had several of them, but that was the biggest size. And um, so I, I had one of those. So, I mean, you know, you think I was, if you get an enclosed trailer, yes, you're spending more money out, out the gate, but you're saving, you know, almost $400 a month, um, which adds up quickly. So that, that's ultimately the route that I went. I, I, I was like, okay, well I can put some of this equipment back into our, our new garage, which is a two car garage and where we were renting the townhouse, which is a single car garage, which was part of the problem right there. So the two car garage, which I never intended in parking in meant that there would be some more space for, you know, kids stuff and some of my work stuff in kind of like in the, in the, in the general area where the other car spot would be. And there would still be plenty of room for my wife to be able to park in the garage, which she still does to this day. Um, so I put some of my equipment in the garage and then everything that I could put in my enclosed trailer, I would like my daily stuff would put it, I put it in there and kept it in there and had a parking spot at the same storage area. Um, so trailers locked up, the storage units, storage facility is locked up and, you know, I was saving more money. You know, I, like I said, I did have to pay more money, obviously up front to get the trailer. Um, I drove all the way out to Roanoke, Virginia, which is like three hours away or something, or maybe like two and a half, somewhere in between two and three hours away from here, the, the Midlothian Richmond area in Virginia to go to ProLine. I got a ProLine trailer to go out there to get uh, the, the enclosed trailer from them. It's a really big dealership out there. It's, it's, uh, they just, there's just trailers like crazy. So, but so that, that, that was the route that I went and I picked, you know, I wanted a dual axle, uh, trailer because you can hold more weight in it and it's easier to steer, believe it or not. If you have a single axle, when you try to back up with a single axle, it really, the, the, the term is it can get squirrely on you real quick. I remember hearing that term back in the day um, when I first started getting trailer, you know, doing the whole trailer thing and learning all this stuff, get, get squirrely on you quick when you have a single axle trailer and you back up, it, it just kind of turns on a dime basically. Like it turns immediately. So you got to really be careful so you don't twist yourself up, you know, jackknife or whatever. So a dual axle, whether it be open trailer or enclosed trailer does not turn as 
quickly and easily. So it's actually easier to steer and navigate in a dual axle trailer, even though dual axle trailers are normally large trailers by default, right? A larger trailer, you want a dual axle, you want four wheels instead of two to take the, the load of whatever you're putting on this big trailer. Um, you can get, you know, single axle enclosed trailers, and obviously open trailers like I had, and but but they 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 only get so big with a single axle before it gets out of hand and, and it's automatically upgrades to to a dual axle. But the point is, you can get single axle enclosed trailers as well. But I chose to get a dual axle enclosed trailer because, like I said, I wanted us to be able to have a more weight to put multiple large mowers in there. And I wanted, I wanted, I needed a bigger trailer was the whole point to begin with. So I went from a five by 10 to a seven by 16. So wider, longer, just, it, it felt like I had all the room in the world after I got that trailer. I was like, man, how am I going to fill up all this space? So, and, and it's good because well, few times do I ever really fill it up. Usually I have a good amount of room still kind of in the back of the trailer. You know, I keep everything, everything always works its way all the way up to the front of the trailer. And then, you know, the, the very back of it would be some space, which is good because when, when we when we were using it for mowing, that allowed you space to walk in and grab the trimmers off the side racks or the blower off the side rack without the mower being right up on you like that. Because, you know, the mowers fill up a lot of the middle space, especially with only being seven feet wide instead of eight and a half feet, which is the other typical size for an enclosed trailer. There's either seven foot wide or eight and a half foot wide are the most popular Widths the eight and a half feet wide are really good when you have, um, you know, why like the really big mowers and you just have a lot of trimmers and a lot of stuff and you just want to get around easier. But I, you know, I, I again, that's also more money, so I wanted mine to be a little more compact, I didn't need it to be that big, and that's why I went with the seven by 16. Um, some guys get eight and a half by 16, that's very popular, or eight and a half by 18. Um, the eight and a half by twenties are the big boys for like, usually you see the commercial guys have those and they just have a lot like, you know, four mo four stand on mowers or, you know, a couple of big zero turns in there and a whole bunch of trimmers and, and blowers and edgers all lining, you know, the walls all the way down. Um, but Mine, you know, mine did the trick and still does, you know, like I said, there's still a little bit of space left to get in there and do some things and get around, especially behind the mowers when you first walk in, because there's a little bit of space there. I'd say a couple of feet. If I got the set, cause the seven by 14 was also an option. And I, I contemplated, do I get the 14 or the 16, you know, the 14, uh, a friend and peer of mine, um, that, uh, had the exact same trailer that I was looking at, just a different color, but he had the seven by 14 and I was in there looking at, it. I was like, mm, this is a little tight. And he's like, yeah, it is a little tight sometimes, you know, in hindsight, this 16 probably would have been better, but you know, this, this still is fine. It gets by or whatever. So I, I was, that's, that kind of helped me also decide like, well, let, let me, let me get the 16 just to make sure I have enough room. It's something I can keep growing into and so on. So and I, and, and it's also a V nose, which there are different enclosed trailers. There's the V nose, which the name it's, it's a V, right? So the, the, the very front of the trailer is shaped like a V, which means on the inside, there's extra space in that kind of V cavity versus, um, for lack of a better explanation, versus, uh, the non V nose, 
I don't know what those are even called. I guess just an enclosed trailer. But again, I'm not an expert, guys. But uh, you know that just the ones that are flat, you you don't you don't have that extra space. So for me, I wanted to get the Vinos because I felt like I can get a little bit more for my money. Maybe you know maybe that's maybe they're more expensive. I don't I don't even really remember. But to me, I just felt like that would be some extra space, right? I can't really stick a mower up in that you know V shaped section, but I could put other random stuff, you know, I can put a shelf up in there and that's where all my stuff can go out of the way. So it's kind of like additional room, additional storage space for different things that you can put up there. You know, your, your toolbox, you know, buckets, materials, whatever, gas cans, whatever you want to put up there. And then down below it as well. Um, if you put a shelf, that, that you wouldn't, that you can't have if you have a non-Vinos, you know, that where you're just putting the mowers straight up against that, that wall there. And then you can still have a shelf up there and put stuff up there, but you know, that's it. You can't put anything underneath it. Cause that's typically where, where, where your mowers are going to go up against and you start stacking them kind of behind each other. So for me, I wanted the Vino so I could have just a little bit of extra room. And, and there's a decent amount of room there. I mean, there's a lot of random stuff that that, that, that we can put there, like my spare tires there, instead of it being on the wall and kind of taking up space at a blower or something could be, it's down in that little corner there where the V, V nose section is, um, my, my jack, my car jack is there. So every time I have to change a trailer tire, which is constant, unfortunately, yet another reason why I got the ramp rack, but I digress again, I talked about this before in another episode dedicated to that. Um, you know, get a garbage can in there, paper towels, you know, up on the wall, you know, um, hanging down from there. Um, just all kinds of, stuff. I don't even remember. I don't use the trailer every day anymore to even remember all the stuff, but it, it, there's so many things to utilize that space for. So I, I was just thinking about that. So that's why I got the Vinos. Um, Proline, it seems like a decent brand. I, I asked a lot of folks that I know about different brands, what's better or worse. And, you know, everyone kind of is like the whole Ford Chevy <laughs> Dodge, you know, debacle or discussion, right? It's like every, you know, everyone's a fan of, of, of their, what they're a fan of, you know, they're all, but at the end of the day, they're all trucks. So it's the same thing. They're all trailers. I mean, yes, there's awful ones and there's really good ones, but there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of good ones that you don't have to break the bank necessarily getting. So you want to stay away from the garbage ones and you don't necessarily need to step up to the super elite fancy ones um, that are maybe potentially overpriced um, and just stick to the ones that are all kind of in the middle that are good and will will get the job done at, a, at an affordable rate. So for me, that's what ProLine was and that, that's why I picked that brand. Um, so that's that. Let's see. what What am I missing? So to this day, I still have that seven by 16 close trailer. I sold the five by 10 trailer, <clears throat> excuse me. I sold the five by 10 trailer and I kept the enclosed trailer and I have been using that ever since until I got the ramp rack a couple years ago. Um, I have the parking space, but since then I have gotten a couple of smaller storage units over the years to hold extra equipment and mowers because again, only so much can fit in that enclosed trailer and I don't need all of the things that I own, like aerators and things like that to be in there anymore. So, uh, to be in the trailer all the time when I'm just mowing lawns. So I still had to kind of reinvest in some, 
some smaller storage units. So at the end of the day, between all my storage units, my parking space, I'm paying almost as much a month as I was when I first went to the storage and had that massive unit that I was just backing my trailer into and all that. So I'm still saving a little bit, but at the end of the day, my business has grown and I have a lot more equipment, a lot more work, a lot of more accounts, employees and all that. So I kind of have a lot more moving parts. So I need some extra storage units and still utilizing the parking space, still utilizing the enclosed trailer, but really the enclosed trailer is more like a backup. Like, you know, if for some reason something were to happen to the truck with the ramp rack and I needed to, you know, use another truck uh, to just hook up to the, to the, to the uh, trailer so that we can still get equipment to properties to mow lawns or do whatever we're doing, as well as it just being a second, you know, like a uh, quote unquote second crew option, you know, while the the truck with the ramp rack is out mowing lawns, you know, we, me or whoever can grab the trailer and go do some other things, trim shrubs or mow other lawns, you know, in another, in another neighborhood or something, you know, like, so there's still a lot of great uses for that enclosed trailer. I don't plan on ever getting rid of it, to be honest. Um, we do use it full, but we just, we just don't use it full time anymore all year round. We only use it full time in the fall, starting in the fall through the spring. So fall and winter, we use the enclosed trailer. Why? Because we do more landscape maintenance and leaf maintenance and things like mulch, all that kind of stuff um, during the fall and winter and then early spring before mowing season starts. So when mowing season stops or when it's slowing down um, and we're kind of transitioning into more leaves than mowing, um, we switch out you know, that we take the ramp rack off and we hook up the trailer again and we start pulling the trailer because we can get more things in the trailer and then we can utilize the truck bed for the debris and um, mulch and things like that while still having our equipment in our enclosed trailer, which is very popular. You see a lot of guys with dump trucks driving around like the small dump trucks um, driving around like the F F five fifties or the Ram 5500s or whatever driving around pulling an enclosed trailer. So this way they can kind of tackle all their landscaping needs and be mowing the lawns or using the mowers if they're, you know, with baggers on them to bag leaves or debris and cleanups, you know, mulching up leaves, things like that. Um, putting all their wheelbarrows and different equipment while having their, their, their dump bed, you know, free for debris and mulch and, and all that stuff. So that, that's a very common setup as well. And so I do my version of that, you know, like I said, by taking off the ramp rack and hooking the trailer back up and freeing up the truck bed for all that stuff that I just said and being able to pull more equipment, um, you know, multiple mowers with a bagger set up on one and, you know, all, all, all these extra backpack blowers and all the stuff that we need to really tackle leaves and, you know, tr- a, a, a lot of heavy pruning and um, storm cleanup and and then mulch and getting ready and doing all that. So we do use the trailer pretty much every day during that time frame. But that is like what three four months out of the year versus the other eight months is is mowing. And so we park the trailer basically and hook up the ramp rack and and get back to our full time mowing rig setup with the ramp rack and then the truck which I have a Ram 3500 um, crew cab long bed truck. So it's kind of like the per, like the the best, uh, most ideal setup, in my opinion, for the ramp rack to do what, what we're doing, what I'm doing with the mowing situation. But I see lots of guys now on, on 
social media with the ramp rack with single cab, long bed and short bed and, you know, F-150 just with a bunch of push mowers on it for like those real like downtown city, you know, urban areas, real tight neighborhoods where you can't even bring a trailer in, let alone find a place to park it. Little tiny, you know, three, 4,000 square foot yards, just blowing in and out with a couple of push mowers. Like I see those kind of setups at the ramp racks. So there's a lot of great possibilities with that, with those kind of setups. But if you're, you know, have bigger properties like 10,000 square foot, you know, 15,000 square feet, things like that. And you want your bigger stand on mowers, um, you know, and you got a couple of guys, you know, crew cab, long bed, that's kind of the ideal situation. It doesn't have, doesn't have to be a 3,500, but it has to at least be a 2,500 heavy duty to be able to hold, you know, the thousands of pounds of mowers that are sitting on, on, on the, on the back there with the, with, in addition to the people that are sitting in there, sitting in the, in the seats of the truck. Cause that's also part of the payload. That's all weighing on your suspension of the truck. So that's, that's all that there. Um, let's see, there's some other different things about trailers. There's, there's, um, gooseneck trailers where it's like a big, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just, instead of, instead of hooking, like it's hard to explain for you to visualize, Versus just seeing it, but, uh, versus, versus hooking up a trailer normally to like, you know, a, a ball hitch to the, you know, back of your truck, kind of like where your bumper area is. This kind of is a big arm almost that's attached to the trailer that goes up and over and into your truck bed and hooks up into your truck bed, which basically is allowing you to hold more weight in that trailer. You can now haul more. There's more you can you know do have more weight because there's a thing called tongue weight. So there's only so much weight of a trailer that can be pressing down onto the ball. You know that's the, the hitch that's attached to your truck. That whole that whole setup can only withstand so much. What is I think typically it's like maybe like what fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds, something like that, rated for depending on what you got going on, what kind of truck and all that. So that it's kind of limited to how much. I mean, that's a lot of weight. Don't get me wrong, but that's that's limited. So like if you're trying to pull like a skid steer or something, that thing's going to be heavy and going to be putting a lot of down pressure on the trailer onto the to the quote unquote tongue. You know, you're increasing that tongue weight. So in order to bypass that and still have the same truck and all that, if you have a gooseneck setup on your truck, which not every truck comes that way, you have to at least have a heavy duty truck and, and, and have one that has gooseneck capabilities. Now you can get a gooseneck trailer that now hooks into that. So now that pressure is going directly down into the bed of the truck. So now you're using the payload of the truck. So for example, like my truck's payload is over 7,000 pounds. So, you know, I can kind of like haul just about anything at this point, you know, I mean, a lot of the trailer of the trailer would be taking up a lot of the weight as well. Like if you had a, a big skid steer or, a, um, um, you know, a bulldozer or whatever, I'm not a hardscaper. I'm, I can't think of all the words for these things, man, uh, back hose and all that stuff, whatever Ex excavator, geez, that's the word I was looking for, you know, a big old excavator that you're hauling which I would never do because I'm not a hardscaper. Just, I just made that evident. Um, <laughs> but if, you, you know, if you're hauling an excavator and you put that thing on a big old trailer with a, a gooseneck trailer, again, you know, that's the, the trailer itself is going to take up a lot of the way of the excavator, but now the gooseneck is going up into your bed of your truck and, and pushing down on the payload of your suspension of your truck and not like a traditional trailer that's just putting all that weight down onto your hitch and, 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 uh, 
taking that, you know, that tongue weight. So that's, that's what a gooseneck trailer is all about more for that extra weight capacity. And I thought about, they have dump trailers like that as well that are gooseneck and not. And I thought about getting a gooseneck since I have a, you know, a Ram 3,500, I've got a full ton truck. I can really haul and tow a lot. So I thought about for mulch season, you know, one day, whenever that may come where I might increase my mulch capacity and get a dump trailer, um, since I already have a truck, I don't necessarily need to get a dump truck. I've got a nice heavy duty truck that I can get a nice heavy duty dump trailer to pull mulch. I thought if I get a gooseneck trailer, then I can haul even more mulch. You know, I can just get a real nice size dump tra- trailer that I can put a lot, you know, like 10 yards or more of mulch in and easily be able to pull it without messing with the tongue weight and all that. Cause I can just get a gooseneck because my truck has that hookup as well. In case I, I definitely didn't mention that, but if that, that wasn't implied. Um, so, but a peer of mine told me that, 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 you know, just be careful with that because the turning is totally different with a gooseneck trailer than a regular trailer, because again, it's hard to explain, but if you think about it now, the, the, the pivot point is now up in the bed of your truck, which is a lot closer then when you have a trailer hooked up all the way in the back of your truck, back to where the bumper area is on your hitch, the truck, the trailer is a lot further out. So when you turn, you know, you have to make wide, t- wider turns with a traditional trailer and things. And it's, it, it's just, it, it just seems maybe because that's what we're typically used to, but it just seems more natural. So when you have a gooseneck trailer, it doesn't seem as natural. And it's something that is a learning curve, which I totally get after he, he explained it to me. It just, you know, you, you, you can mess stuff up real quick because it turn it's almost like you jackknife immediately. Cause as soon as you turn, you know, it's just like, like your truck is turning almost like underneath the front of the trailer, if that even makes sense. But so bottom line is the pivot point is different. The way it turns is totally different. So there's a little bit of a learning curve there. So someone knows how to tow a regular trailer. Now they get a gooseneck trailer. They have to kind of relearn how to pull a trailer. They have to learn how to pull a gooseneck trailer, how to back up a gooseneck trailer, things like that. So those are things also to keep in mind. I haven't gotten a dump trailer yet, so I never even had to make up my mind for that. But that, you know, that that's at least I know that I would have to relearn how to use a dump trailer. And he said himself that it's him and only one other guy, he would even let, you know, use his gooseneck trailers um, or trailer. I don't even know how many he has, but he just doesn't think they're, they're really the most ideal because you can't just have anyone hop in there and pull them. There's, there's a little more like I said, learning curve. So, so there's, there's food for thought with that. Um, dump trailers. I've mentioned that a couple of times. If you guys don't know what that is or what I'm talking about, it's a trailer with, you know, typically, um, high sides, but they don't always have to be high sides, but they are like enclosed sides, like so that you can put dump trailers are basically for putting material in, whether you're putting dirt, gravel, um, mulch, obviously, if you're putting debris, like, you know, you're, knocking down trees and putting them in there, trimming shrubs throughout the day and piling them up in there or all the above, right? Um, Leaves. A lot of guys, you know, use dump trailers 
that's common to use dump trailers for leaves and they build up higher sides and put a top over it, you know, breathable top, like a tarp over, over the very top of it and kind of close it all up. And they put a vacuum, uh, a, um, a leaf vacuum attached to it so they can suck up the piles of leaves and it just blows and mulches itself as it's getting sucked up through the machine and, and blown into the trailer and all stays enclosed in there. And when it's all full, you go to the dump and a dump trailer lifts itself up with hydraulics you know you have a a control that you press the up and down button you hold the up and down button and it lifts the dump trailer up you know you open up the back doors before you do that and you lift it up and everything that's in there is supposed to come out you know usually it does sometimes if it's sitting in there for a while it might be kind of all caked in there and you have to do some some funky things to get it to come out but ideally you just lift that up and everything pours out and then you just drive up a little bit to get all the last little bits and you lower the trailer back down, close the back doors and you head on out. So it's very um, efficient to have a dump trailer when you're trying to unload materials. That's I think in my opinion is the best purpose for a dump trailer is to have to haul materials and to unload to dump materials easily because a lot of guys, such as myself, when I first started, especially have open trailers and you have sides up, whether you built them or you bought an open trailer with sides or whatever, and you, you put material in there that you need to get rid of, like shrubs, tree, you know, trunks, trees, whatever, leaves, all that kind of stuff. And, and you need to get rid of it. You go to the dump and there's no way to dump it out other than shoveling it out, scooping it out. I mean, you know, tarping it out, having tarps down and and pulling the tarps out. There's all kinds of inventful ways that are all very strenuous to do to unload your trailer. Uh, People get their blowers and they blow all the debris and the leaves out, make a massive mess. I'm sure the dump yards love that, you know, and the people, the people next to them trying to unload their stuff. So that, that you do what you got to do, right? You know, that's kind of like a traditional way. If you have an open trailer, that's what you got to do. Cause dump trailers are like triple the price of a traditional open trailer for the same size. Um, so, because, you know, it's, it's a big heavy duty trailer. You can, you can put a lot more weight in it cause it's meant to haul material, but you can also put, you know, a lot of dump trailers come with ramps that you can pull out or you can just buy your own ramps. If it doesn't have come with ramps for you to ride, you know, if you have a tractor, skid steer, things like that, if you're going to be, so typically dump trailers are for hardscaping, landscaping, when you're going to be digging in the dirt and you're going to be moving material around and, um, you know, picking up plants, you know, like, like, uh, buying a bunch of plants and going and planting them and a lot of material exchanging back and forth, a lot of hauling stuff back and forth. So with that could be hauling your skid steer, um, or your tractor. A lot of people have tractors that they, you know, it's got a scoop in the back and the plow in the front, you know, the, whatever it is. And you can drive that up into there because, you know, you don't need a, a lot of open trailers wouldn't be able to hold those kind of things because they're, they can't have that much weight on them. But the dump trailers are rated for such so much more weight because they're meant to have so much material on them. That's heavy. So a lot of multi-purpose is there for that. Um, you know, but again, it's not, it's not an open trailer. You know, there's, you can't just put like side racks on with your trimmers and blowers. You got to be more creative with that kind of stuff. And so it's not like a mowing rig set up by any means. It's for everything that I just said, more of a landscaping, hardscaping setup, but I've considered it for mulch season. A lot of guys in lawn maintenance and landscaping 
have that for mulch as well as leaves. You know, if, if I got a dump trailer, I would also use it for leaves. I don't do a whole lot of, I don't have a whole lot of leaves that have to be hauled away. Cause again, most of my properties or all of my properties actually are the HOA cookie cutter neighborhoods, but some of them are surrounded by wood. So they get more leaves than others. Most of them just get a little bit of leaves from the random trees that were planted, you know, to look pretty in their, in their front yard and backyard, according to the HOA rules or whatever. But some of them are, are surrounded by woods, like if they're in the back corner of the neighborhood or something like that, just areas where they didn't clear out the trees to keep it more natural. Those yards accumulate a lot of leaves. But guess what? I get to blow the leaves back into the woods. So there's not a whole lot of hauling away that is needed with, with the majority of my properties. So, you know, I wouldn't get a dump trailer just for that. But if I was to get a dump trailer for mulch, which I do, um, which I do comma, do a considerable amount of mulch every year, you know, that it might be worth investing in that, in a dump trailer for that, then knowing that I would also be able to use it for leaves. So lots of things that, you know, other things that you can use dump trailers for other than just hauling equipment, which is mainly what open trailers and enclosed trailers are for. Um, some of the cons of an enclosed trailer right? You can't put any material in it or you can't do it easily. Like you're not going to go to the mulch yard and say, load me up with the, you know, five yards of mulch. Where are they, how are they going to get it in your, in your trailer and how are you going to get it out? Right. That's another thing. When you use an open trailer and you put mulch in it, there's no way to get it out, but to shovel it out, right? Shovel it, pitchfork it, whatever. You're just, you know, the old school way. But if you have a dump trailer for mulch, you can just keep lifting the dump trailer up and let the mulch keep falling down or sliding down to the back um, constantly or just dump the whole thing out and put a nice pile where you need it. And then if you have people helping you, then they can just go to town spreading it. and You can go get more mulch, you know, like you're not just trapped scooping mulch out of the trailer and emptying it before you can go get more. Right. So there's pros and cons there with that, too. Um, but in a closed trailer, you can't do any of that. You can't, you're not going to just shove mulch in there and then try and shovel it out. That's just not a thing. I, I have, unfortunately, um, had to deal with some debris removal situations like pruning crepe myrtles and some other trees and, you know, branches falling down through storms and whatnot. And they're just too big to put in, in, in my, my truck, or let's be honest, just, too lazy, not enough time. Didn't want to cut them all up into a billion pieces to fit them in the back of my truck bed. Cause at, at the time I've only recently got this 3,500, um, uh, 2019 That's three years ago, just recently got the, the big, you know, full ton truck all the way prior to that, the five years or whatever, prior to that four or five years, I just had, you know, half ton trucks, so F-150 and then a Ram 1500. So, you know, they, they had smaller beds and they, you know, you couldn't put as much weight in the back. So I, I just, you know, I, there'd be times where I just didn't want to cut, cut up, you know, all these massive branches and put them in the back. So I would just drag them up into the enclosed trailer <laughs> just because, you know, it's 16 feet long. So I can just drag a nice whole bunch of branches in there and not have to cut them up too much and then get to the dump and pull them back out. The problem with that is, you know, it kind of, you got to, you know, get all your equipment out of there so that you're not, you know, stuff's not, the branches aren't getting all stuck on all the trimmers and handles and all that, but it does scratch up the sides of your inside of your trailer and whatever racks you have. And, um, the branches still do seem to get stuck on things and it, and it makes a huge mess in your enclosed trailer. And you just got to get in there in the back and in the front of it and just blow it all out the back. Um, which, you know, 
it is what it is, right? But then you have like a big windstorm all up in there because there's nowhere for it to go. It's just kind of kicking all around and working its way out one hole versus an open trailer just blows all out into the openness. So enclosed trailers, not ideal for putting stuff in there, but I know other people that have, and I've done it myself, but I, I don't do that anymore. I did that kind of out of desperation in my, my real rookie days. It's really just to put all your equipment in so that you can haul all your stuff and having an enclosed trailer, the final pro that, that I'll talk about anywhere that I'll mention is that it's like a moving billboard. That's something that everybody says, you know, like you get an enclosed trailer, it's like a moving billboard. You know, everyone talks about wrapping their trucks or just putting their logos, you know, getting their trucks lettered up, all these different terms just mean the same exact thing of putting your logo, your business logo and contact information on something. You know, if you have an open trailer, you put on your truck. Um, some people do have a big old sign that they put on the, on the, 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 the ramp of the trailer. So when they fold the ramp up, you, you can see it. So when people are behind you, they can see the big sign with your business name and contact information and maybe even services that you offer. But you know, that's about it. The rest is up to your truck to do the marketing for you. Unless you have an enclosed trailer, now you can just go to town on that thing if you want. You can go all out and wrap it and make it like just like the whole thing covered in cool designs and grass and sun and, you know, mowers, whatever, whatever you want to do or, or just your logo, your services, you know, your contact information, whatever you want to do. You know, some people go all out on their trailers and sometimes it seems really busy and it's like, I don't even know what's going on with the trailer. It looks cool. Like the colors and everything, it looks like a, like an art project. But I mean, I, I wonder how much is getting lost when people are, are seeing their trailer. They're just like, wow, that's a cool looking trailer. But do they even know what it is? Do they, can they even find your contact info if, if they do know what you do and all that? Like sometimes less is more. So, um, I, I and, and be, because of that, I kept mine pretty simple. I just have my logo like massively, you know, like it's taken up almost the whole side of both of the trailer on both sides, just my logo, just giant on there. So you can't miss it coming down the road. Um, and then on the back has also my logo and all my contact info and everything. And my, my reasoning for not having it on the sides, just having the content info on the back is because on the sides you're driving by you know, or people are driving by you, how, how quickly are they going to be able to register your, your contact info? And I just didn't want it to look too busy, you know, on all, all three sides, having all the same stuff. So I want to just have my logo on both sides so that people see the logo and they can remember the logo, you know, Oh, you know, clean cut lawn care. And then they can just Google it. If, if they, if they, um, you know, if they didn't see the contact info on the back. So my thing having on the back is, People are driving behind you. They can see it. They're driving behind you. It's they're, they're there. They're behind you longer than driving past you. If you're at a stoplight or a stop sign, they're stopped behind you and they see it. Oh, there's a lawn care person here. Let me take a picture of it real quick with my phone or, oh, can you write this down, honey? Or maybe you're at a stoplight and a red light, you know, I don't want to say stoplight. That sounds like a really old school term. You're at a red light and you're there for, you know, 10, 15 seconds, at least you're like, oh, let me put this number in my phone real quick and I'll, you know, call it when I get, when I get to my destination or whatever. So to me, that just seemed more ideal, more realistic. It also cut down on the costs, right? That's less, less, um, material that they have to put on this, on my trailer. If I leave that off the sides and just keep the logos on there and just put all the content info on the back. So Again, that's that's my kind of thinking for that. That's just like a little bonus thing there, I guess. 
um, diversion. But that is another reason, another pro for having a closed trailer is that you can have, you know, all of your information, your logo, your branding, and just really advertise your business and have that be a part of your marketing plan. Um, I have, uh, so that's what I have for the trailer. And then I had to do that for my truck because when I stopped pulling the trailer, I just had a plain truck and no one knew. They just saw the, you know, this big green ramp rack thing, but they didn't know what company it was until, until they would get to know, like I would come to my customers or whatever, and then they would eventually know, but that there was no way that wasn't advertising my business. So I had to get my, I had to get the same kind of philosophy for my truck, you know, just get nice and simple, you know, big logo on both sides of the truck and my contact info towards the back on both sides of the truck. It's on the sides technically because there's nothing on the back, but a big ramp rack. So I'm not going to, you know, I got to have it somewhere. I don't want to get a big sign to put on there. So I do have my contact info on the sides of my truck um, next to the logo, the logos. So, um, so I got all that covered. So where are we at here? All right. So we're over an hour in kind of talked about two main things about trailers. I talked about different types of trailers and I talked about, um, like the different types of trailers and like the decision-making on what, I guess, what trailer to pick for what, like, you know, you know, like, like I I talked about, like, you know, trying, trying to hash this out here for a second, make sure that I covered everything that, that I wanted to cover. Right. I talked about all the different types or a whole bunch of different types of trailers, but then I also talked about why I picked two, you know, picked open versus enclosed. I talked about those two and, and, and why, what I, why I chose what I did and so on. Started with an open trailer and ended with an, an enclosed trailer. Still have the enclosed trailer. Only have to pay for a parking spot. It's, it's also a pro to, um, my pro to an enclosed trailer is because I can pull, take more with me, which is one another reason why I want to get it. So it's kind of like storage on wheels. A lot of people would say, you know, you can just kind of throw a lot of, put a lot of store, a lot of things in there. So you don't have to worry about going back to the garage, your, your house or your shop or storage as often like, Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Cause you hopefully have more things with you. You just have all your tools with you. You have all your equipment with you. So you can kind of tackle more than one thing on a job. Someone asks you, Hey, while you're here, can you do blankety blank? and you're you're like yeah i got time for that you know and if you have if you have your enclosed trailer and all your stuff in it then you can do it otherwise you might have to if you have an open trailer and you only have so much room in there then you have to be yeah i won't be able to get there until next week or later in the week because i don't have the stuff with me because you know you'd have to go back and get it and that's a huge waste of time so a lot of different variables there to think about in conclusion that's that's kind of everything there that I, th- I think I touched base on. Again, I'm no expert on trailers, but I have a little bit of experience on what I've done and what I've heard and what I've researched and things that I've seen and have been told. So hopefully this was helpful for you. A little more long-winded than I, than I thought. Went down some rabbit holes there, but I think it was all relevant, if I can remember. So an hour of relevant trailer talk. <laughs> but um, like, I, like I was trying to say in conclusion, I, I kind of went into two two variations of trailer talk really, you know, between talking about all the different types of trailers and how they're used and what they're, you know, how how they work and all that to just talking about, you know, my trailer setup and my, my thought process of why I have what, why I started with what and so on. So 
hopefully this helps you guys out. Those of you that are looking in, you know, looking at trailers into trailers, it's a very specific episode. I mean, if you just like hearing me talk, then this is a good one for that too, obviously. A good hour of me just jibber-jabbering, but this is specifically for those of you that are looking for interested in trailers. So if you made it this far, that's you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I also appreciate the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And um, until the next episode, guys, I will catch you on the next one. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.